Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 159 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Very quickly on the number thing shouting out because we didn't bother with a player yesterday in the aftermath of the 20. He doesn't get a player. He doesn't get a player when the Dolphins lose 28-27. And now you made me forget who I was going to say 50. Oh, a shout out actually. Somebody hit me up saying he was a nephew of this former Dolphin player, Tom Good, who was an offensive lineman from way back when, actually even before my time. So that takes care of 58. And now I totally forgot about 59. And I'm going to have to open my other window here. 59, who did I have? Are you are you pulling like an old man senile moment? What's going yes. on here? Are you sundowning? Yes, I'm sundowning. There's no uh, sun today, by the way. Sorry? There's no sun today, which is weird. No, Very but good. when I went to, you know, Drive the kids to school this morning. It was absolutely fabulous. It was like 60 degrees. Loving it. Loved it. If you call that fabulous, I do not. I love it. Well, you need it to be 80? 72. 72. I'm good. Okay. To me, anywhere to me. Okay. Anywhere between 60 and 75. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, 59. How about Bob Rudzinski, member of the Killer Bees of the early 80s, famous for his restaurants in South Florida, Brew's Room. Oh, I love their wings. There you go. Did you did you, did you know that you didn't know that they were related to a former Dolphin player? Well, I did know, but I didn't know his name was Bob Rosinski. Yeah. Uh, it was acquired in a trade from the Rams for I believe it was a second and third round pick. And I actually had a gentleman in the comments section, in fact, on one of our recent podcasts, wondering why he's not in the Dolphin honor roll and whether I felt that he belonged there. And yeah, nah, that was a ridiculous question there. Especially because he didn't make a Pro Bowl. Harsh, but he was he was, that's what I said. He was a good solid player, but I don't know if he was Dolphin that's, honor roll. That's like putting Koamisi in the honor roll. Um to, he was much, much better and and accomplished than Koamisi. No offense to Koa. Um yes, speaking of good wings, Bo Campers has good wings. I'm sure everybody knows that as well. Um, I do like Bruce Room's wings, quite uh, phenomenal wings, by the way. Um Another 58. So we got the battle of – no, sorry. Brzezinski's 59. Bo Camper was 58. So anyway. Hi, you didn't go with Bo Camper for 58? I did not go with Bo Camper for 58. He'll get over oh. it. He'll get over it. Uh, <laughs> so bringing it back to the present, the big news on this Monday – on this Tuesday. I can see now the schedule all messed up. On this Tuesday, obviously the news confirming that what you reported last night – Connor Williams' injury, indeed severe, indeed a torn ACL. He's out for the year. A lot of mystery surrounding Tyree Kill and the, the severity of his injury with Mike McDaniel calling it day-to-day. Whew! Um, that ankle is going to be pretty tender for Tyree Kill. Um, I, 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 we need to know if it's a high ankle or a low ankle. Um, that definitely makes a difference. You think it's high, but I remember – he wasn't wearing socks or tape on his ankle when he came back in the game. Like that just absolutely makes no sense unless he's a mutant and a creature and just some ridiculous, you know, cheetahs don't get hurt. Hey, I I, I love the fact that after the game, he's basically said, uh, my wife told me I need to get back in there, like suck it up. And and you know, hard knocks has to have cameras in their house now when when they're dealing with the, the ankle injury and she's telling them, you know, suck it up, buttercup, get, get your butt back in there. Yeah, we, we, we have to get 
the look of what it's like to see a player try to get himself ready for game day when he's not 100%. Um, and hopefully Tyreek Crass provides us that that glimpse. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Um, we've seen the season-ending injury. We've seen the miraculous performance from Andrew Van Gucko. I am dying to see how they cover this game because, mm-hmm. woo, that's a doozer. And they didn't have they didn't have it. They had t- well, probably twelve hours to turn that around. Oh, long long night for them. Long night for everybody. Long night for them. That yeah. is for sure. Um, yeah, I'm basing, and this it's it's me spitballing. I haven't seen it anywhere. I'm not reporting it. I'm spitballing based on the replay that I saw, and I've seen it many, many times, where it looks like it was it was higher than, rather than lower, where the strain on the the lower leg would have been. So I'm, I'm obviously it's a lot better if it's a lower a low ankle sprain as opposed to high ankle sprain, um, but we'll see. Um, as far as Connor Williams, obviously the the big issue now is, you know, left ACL tear, nine to twelve months rehab. Um, now he finds himself in the Nick Needham situation. This is one of the classic reasons why players consistently push for new deals. They don't want to go into the to the year playing on existing contracts because the next year is not guaranteed. Let's say he would have got that. $10 million a year deal instead of Austin Jackson like last week, I'm sure you would have been feeling a lot more comfortable. Also, Austin Jackson was a little banged up at the end of that game. Um, he's he's one of those guys that I'm worried about as well um, from an injury standpoint. Uh, that, you know, you got to feel bad for Connor Williams. Um, ultimately, he should probably be healthy enough to resume practicing in October, but uh, you're looking at a long road back into a start. October of next year. You don't think he'll be ready for July? No. Since when did ACLs become six months? Like since since recent years where the technologies has improved and I'm still old school. Look at look at look at um Go ahead, tell me. Look at Brandon Jones. Look at Trill Williams. Both of I mean, I'm sorry, ACLs are not six months. ACLs are nine to twelve months. I, I, I don't care what they're doing with stem cells or blood cleansing. Uh, no, you're, 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 you're not coming back from an ACL in, 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 in six months. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with the Dolphins. Um, it, it was, yeah, do they go, do they get, do they, does he sign a one year like, I don't want to say like one year. Nick Needham deal. Yeah. The difference between Nick Needham and Connor Williams is Connor Williams is a lot more established as an NFL player than Nick Needham was. Um, So he's got that going for him. And also I want to point out, remember there was a reason Connor Williams held out or didn't, I'm sorry, didn't hold out because it's voluntary, but didn't show up to any of the offseason program because he wanted a new contract. And that's kind of why he wanted a new contract. Yeah, and if I'm all of these guys like Rob Hunt, I don't think there's any money left. That there's still the Austin Jackson deal still has not been reported yet, so I can't really tell you how much cap space the Dolphins have. Um, but based on my projection, there isn't any money to spend to give a guy a new deal. Like there, there is no cap space left. Um, they they might be working with a million dollars, and I don't think you can sign anybody with a million dollars worth of cap space. Uh, 
further along because we're going to be talking about the offensive line. I'm going to guess quite a bit. On I, you know what? I'm just going to shut up and not talk about the offensive line at all this week. Except, except we have to because right now that's no, 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 no. We had to last week and you just ignored it. You just you just want to well, I don't want to ignore it right all now. week long. I don't want to ignore it right now. Uh, oh, because- oh, now you don't want to ignore it. Oh, okay, it's convenient now. But and by the way, there were some who were like, I saw it on social media saying like, well, of course, a Dolphin offense couldn't do anything because they were missing four starters. Fair point. Except I'm, doesn't change, it doesn't change the fact that we're up 27-13. It doesn't change the fact that their their last two drives. I don't, I mean, four backups on the offensive line or not. Number one on the first drive, you're going to tell me if you if you're telling me it's impossible to get a fir- one first down because you have four offensive li- four backup offensive linemen, we got a problem. You and know, on the next one, it's interesting that you say that because I remember asking Tua about having to play with backup offensive linemen probably two weeks ago, and he gave a very Tua esque answer, which means he was incredibly too revealing. And he's just basically what what what's that face? No, no, no. I'm curious. I'm curious. Wait, I don't. He, I don't he, ba- he was basically like, yeah, that speeds up my clock. It forces my hand. Encourages me to throw more checkdowns. I'm paraphrasing him all here. Um, you know, I when guys are starting to get beat, I can I can feel I can feel it. I can feel that pressure. And he was sacked five times um, against the Titans. However, I went back and looked at the film and looked at every one of those sacks. Um, you know, cause I, somebody told me that Austin Jackson gave up like two sacks and I'm like, nah, no, he didn't. Um, you know, um, uh, one of the sacks was on the turnover, the, the, the drop ball, another sack, you know, pressure up the gut pressure allowed by Rob Jones that didn't end up in the sack. Um, Eichenberg gave up a sack. Um, Rob Jones gave up a sack. Rob Jones was a guy who really identified as struggled in pass rushing situations. Another sack was him slipping. So it's, you know. But there, as you like to say, let's not pretend that Jackson played a clean game because on the last drive, when when Tua had to throw the ball away to avoid the sack, that was Harold Landry getting around Austin. Yes, and, and I believe that there was a portion of that game where Austin Jackson was injured in that final drive, but it doesn't matter because a lot of people are injured, a lot of people are playing, you're out there on the field, you got to give it your best. Um, something looked like there was an issue with his hip. We'll find out later on the injury report. Um, oh, can I can I just jump in real quickly about the injury report? Go ahead. Here's the thing, the, the way the Dolphins have scheduled their week, they're off Wednesday, which is when the first injury report's going to come out. So it's going to be based on an estimation. Mm-hmm. Thursday, they're doing a walkthrough. So the injury report is going to be based on an estimation. And their real practice of the week is going to be Friday, which is when we'll we'll get the first and final actually semi-really relevant. What I, what I find interesting about this week is that they did like medical stuff today. Mike McDaniel says he did did not have a team meeting and players met on their own watching film. I'm assuming with their coaches, correct. Okay? Position meetings, yeah. with their position groups. Yeah. Um, so it was treatment position groups. Maybe they'll go over the game plan. Um, and, and then, so you don't practice on tomorrow. Then you do what tomorrow's Wednesday. Then you do a, a, a walkthrough on Thursday with the game plan. Right. Uh, yep. 
then your only practice is Friday. And then I guess you do practice Saturday instead of a walkthrough. Is that what we're doing? No, like that? no I'll be a walkthrough Saturday. So we're doing two walkthroughs. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. So no, and again, at, at this time of year, as banged up as they are, and then the injuries, and again, every team gets has injuries, but every team, their team, like we're now we're talking like because in addition to the guys who already were injured, now we're adding Brandon Jones, Deshaun Elliott, who by the way is in the concussion protocol. And if you're wondering how it was that he got back in the game, McDaniel explained that he got checked out by the neurologist. Yeah, I was trying to trying to think of the acronym. I forget right now. Uh, by by the, the neurologist, the independent guy. He was cleared, went back in the game, and then he told coaches and staff members he went, there, there was something not right. He was experiencing some symptoms. They pulled him out of the game. Now he's in the protocol. Uh, Brandon Jones, Liam Eikenberg, although McDaniel said it was only bumps and bruises. You mentioned Austin Jackson. Uh, I mean, Don't forget Javon Holland. We got to mention Javon Holland. Javon Holland apparently told uh, he doesn't spot on QAM where he's in Crowder show. That WQM's Hawkman and Crowder show. What did he tell WQM's Hawkman and Crowder show? Uh, Apparently, he's dealing with two sprained MCLs, which is not good. So, uh, yeah, so the Dolphins have quite the list. So, two sprained MCLs. When did we ever see two sprained MCLs? Never. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're looking at right now, Elijah Campbell enters the starting lineup. Yeah. Then. Well, if, if Elliot can't play them, I don't know that they have much of a choice. I don't know who else. Uh, they can't even elevate Verone McKinley because they waved him off. They released him off the practice squad last week or two weeks ago. Uh I'm guessing somebody's getting signed to the practice squad. A safety is going to be signed to the practice squad. McDaniel talked about the they might be bringing in a center from the outside mm-hmm. to supplement what they have with Eichenberg and Lester Cotton. Sorry? A street center. Like street street center. There you go. Street meet, street center. So, no, but my overriding point on this is if, if there's a week where they, they you know, they're light on practice on a short week like this, I, I certainly can get it. I, I get it. You, you've you've already gone through studying the Jets and you know the Jets and you, you know their personnel, you know their strategy, you know their game plan. Only thing you got to study for is Zach Wilson. It, it is. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because as I've lectured everybody, anybody can get you on any given Sunday because that's just the nature of this sport. Um, and, and sometimes not necessarily, not necessarily on any Monday night because you weren't believing that. <laughs> <laughs> but but given Sunday. Yeah, you got you you got me. You got me on that one. Okay, all right. Um, but also an injury can completely throw off your team's chemistry. Um, I was reading the transcripts from after the game in the post-game locker room, and I know Jalen Ramsey was not making an excuse, but he basically said, you know, where you got replacements in there and and communication breakdowns, and I think Duke sort of addressed it as well that things aren't sewn together as tightly when you've got new guys in there and yeah they had they had a number of breakdowns on on, you know i don't know who was responsible for what but there certainly were a number of breakdowns it would definitely benefit you to get javon holland back if you could um teron armstead what people don't realize is when he's in there you can shift everything else protection wise to to the right side when he's right and 
Um, I'm curious to see if he's going to be right. Mike McDaniels addressed the fact that it's a possibility that he could play against the Jets. He did rule, basically rule Rob Rob Hunt out, said that eh, that's kind of unlikely. So we're looking at an interior offensive line, unless there are further issues of Cotton, Eichenberg, and Jones. Yeah, I mean, we, they've done it before this season, to be honest with you. Um, so they've they've gone that lineup before. Uh, I think it was a game that Rob Jones got hurt. But it is what it is, man. This is the, you think the Jets are shedding a tear for you? They're no. they're on their tenth offensive line. Well, and not, not only that, the, the Browns have lost three offensive tackles for the season. Uh, the Browns were in the, were eight and five in the playoff hunt. Just had two offensive tackles, like basically ruled out for the year today. So uh, again, and, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's nothing you can do about it. So you have two choices: whether you either you persevere and you know, overcome it, or say, well, we had a lot of injuries, we're done. And Put your big boy pants on. Exactly. Uh, so, and, okay, so going back to my original point. What that, is the original point? My original point, and which was feels like about a half an hour ago, that that understanding that, yes, yeah, sure, the Dolphins were had four backup offensive linemen on the field at the time at the end of the game in their last two drives, Again, it's still with if we're going to go and suggest that it's not possible then to get a first down to close out the game because you have four backup offensive linemen, might as well, you know, take out the golf clubs and go, I mean, go head straight to the to, to the offseason. And on, on the final drive, there were a couple of plays where Tua was pressured and Tua was sacked on the final play. But there are also plays where he actually had time, but then wound up throwing short. and. I'm going to assume is because nobody was open downfield. I don't, I don't recall, you know, and I still don't recall seeing Tyreek on the field at that time. Uh, I guess, I guess the, uh, the Titans were focusing on Waddle. I don't know if they were bracketing him or what, but again, in a two minute drill like that, when you wind up checking down and throwing seven yards in the middle of the field, ain't the way to do it. They were pressing on the outside cloud coverage with safeties over the top and dropping linebackers into coverage following Buffalo's blueprint of pressuring my move with just four, no blitz. And if, as you know, if you can get pressure on the Dolphins with four rushers, four on five, um, it's going to be beneficial for you. That's any team. Yeah. Um, but again, even even in those plays where they didn't get to Tua, he, he couldn't find anything down the field or near the sideline other than that pass to HN, which yeah. – which, boggled the mind and I, I looked at that play nobody was open unfortunately did you see an all 22 because I didn't I haven't seen an all 22 yet come out of that game and from from the tv version no. that they have uh I can't tell I mean I, it looked like it was pretty quick that tool went to HN and which almost leads me to believe that there was a call play I don't know the fact for a fact I want to see the all 22 um but then that's a rookie well here's the problem that happened is HN, the second he caught the ball, he's got somebody right on his butt and he had to make an inside move. Otherwise, he's getting tackled for a five-yard loss inbounds. But then they would have taken like some pretty quick thinking to like make your move inside and then go right back outside and get your butt out of bounds to stop the clock. It was all just bad. Just it bad was. play calling, bad execution, bad defense, bad special teams play. It was one of those games where you got to learn from it and you got to rebound and you got to respond. Um, I, I, go ahead. 
Sorry, can I address something else too that I see on social media all over the place and in the questions that were asked? All this dumping about oh, the- you don't stay off social media after an ugly loss like this. I can't do it. Cannot do it. Social media. Um, huh? I live on social media. And, and in fact, one of our colleagues who I won't mention right now, I'm just talking about like, stop looking at everything else. Red zone was a problem. That's why they lost because they were two for five. Number one, by the way, before we start like going crazy about, oh my God, the Dolphins and their red zone problems, you realize they're number one in the NFL still. That's number one. Number two, forget red zone. Whether if you want to point somewhere else other than the complete defensive collapse and the failure of the offense to move the ball at the end, how about you go goal to go? Forget red zone. They had four goal to go situations. They scored one touchdown. That's a lot more than red zone problems. And mm-hmm. that's been an issue for most of the year. I don't know where they rank right now, but mm-hmm. they've not been great at that. Um, and it wasn't strictly, there were a couple of times where they were quick to throw the pass. And I really wish they would stop with those fades because those are not good. Um, uh, it used to be good. Teams are playing them now. When was it good? Oh, training camp early in the season. I think they hit one against the Chargers. And they did. Like, the oh, game winner was, was a fade. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so elegant. And then, yeah. Um, but you know what? We did ask Mike McDaniel for the fan base. Um, what's up with uh, Chase Claypool and why isn't he being utilized as a basically goal line red zone target? Guy's got size. He's built like a tight end. Um, he's he's got height. He can obviously help you. What are you what are you drinking there? Does it look like a slush. Look like a no. That was iced coffee. Ew. Um. Okay. Um. And Mike and Daniel basically acknowledged and admitted that uh that Cedric Wilson is outperforming him in practice. I'm gonna cut out all the flowery stuff. And basically, he said Cedric Wilson is outperforming him in practice. And we had a package ready for him, not necessarily in the goal line, but um we just didn't get to it. So, yeah, yeah. Basically, that your question. Basically, Wilson took his snaps away from him in practice. Ouch. Patrick's been playing well. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. And and the one fate in in all fairness, the one fate to him that was incomplete. Look at the replay and I did in the back, and you'll you'll see you'll see the DB were doing this. Oh yeah, um, where it's one of those. It's one of those where it's going to get called sometimes. It's not going to get called other times. That time, and, and it was like a player two, a couple of plays after he got the DPI on him, which so maybe the official was like, "No, okay, y'all yeah, give you that one." Yeah, I'm not gift wrapping a, a victory for right. you. Yeah, I, and I I totally believe and support those those decisions. Um, let me ask you this question: Which member of the offensive line, the projected offensive line, are you the most concerned about? Even though since this is the last day, I'm going to be talking offensive line. <laughs> Promise. Yeah, see, I knew you wanted it. I knew you wanted it. Don't, don't, don't lie to me. I don't want it. I just don't want 15 minutes on Teron Armstead every day. Uh, but I'm going to hold you to it since you bring it up. Most concerned about um, uh, I, based on what I saw last night. I will tell you, I and number one, I like to do personally. And it pains me to say this, but I was really troubled by what I saw from Robert Jones and pass protection. Yep. Great run blocker. Yep. Very, very good run blocker. Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it compromised a lot of Austin Jackson's play and performance. 
but it is what it is, man. You 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 get these opportunities very infrequently. And Robert Robert Jones is a impending free agent, just like everybody else on the team. And your future depends on your performance now in this instance. So hey, best of luck to you, my brother. Um, I I also would like to address. Um, uh, we gave uh, Andrew Van Ginkle a lot of praise, a lot of praise. Um, but the performance, I was gonna say, now he's about to get dumped on. Go ahead. No, 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 the performance was not up to par, my friend. And you know, it, it just not just him, but everybody else, um, including you know, Bradley Chubb. He, he, he took he took an L for, for his helmet smashing and helmet throwing and 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 and, and took responsibility for it. He, and he's right, two feet if I walk two feet out of, out of bounds, like that's not a penalty. Um, kind of common sense. I mean, I mean, just yeah. keep you cool for five more seconds. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I saw 91 wasn't good enough. Um, and I'm at the point where I, I'm starting to wonder about, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. I need, I need to see it so I can, uh, understand whether or not it can help yeah. you or not. Did he play three snaps? Here's one thing I noticed also, and that somebody had brought up to me was like asking if there was something wrong with Van Ginkle. Cause he barely played at the end of the game. Um, it looked to me at the end of the game, it was very clear that if it was going to be a pure passing situation, they wanted Agba in there. And when when the Titans got close to the goal line, then it was Van Ginkle on the field. Uh, in fact, he was on the field for that touchdown. And here's the thing about Gink. And if, we, if you bring it back to a couple of weeks ago when you were like, we were talking about potential drop-offs. And I think I didn't praise or, or, you know, shower Van Ginkle with quite as many roses as you would have liked me to. And my, and my thing was that any, and he was coming off this monster game against, uh, I think it was, but it's not necessarily always there. I mean, he's a, he's a high effort player, but the production he had against the commanders was, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you can't expect that from him every game. Uh, the effort was there. He made a really good play very early in the game when he diagnosed, a swing pass and tackle the guy for no gain or one yard loss, but uh, and he's going to make plays occasionally. But I mean, let's not pretend he's the player that Jalen Phillips was at the time of Jalen's injury. Okay, agreed. Um, he's not at the athlete Jalen Phillips is. I would say production-wise, they're on par. I never saw Jalen Phillips. I think Gink, I don't even think that's his first touchdown he scored against the Commanders. He just always finds a way to make a play. Well, um, he, had a fumble, he had a fumble return against the Rams and into his first start. Look at look at you. See, look at Rain Man doing his thing. Um, and you know, who, created, and you know who sacked Jared Jared Goff to create the fumble? No. Your friend Emmanuel Agba. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel got to turn it up as well. Um, just wasn't enough pass rushing. Just wasn't enough pressure. Outside of the Sealer interception and and Chris and and uh, Christian Wilkins' sack, just wasn't enough. I, I'd see. I, and and I, I I had more issues with what was going on in the back end than than the pressure because they were around. They only had one sack. I get it. Bradley Chubb was around the dude the entire night. Uh, Christian, once or twice, 
Uh, Sealer wasn't much of a factor as a pass rusher in this game as he was against the Commanders, for example. Um, but I, I don't know that it was that it was terrible. It was just the, the back end, the coverage was was really poor, and that maybe part of it was the the communication breakdowns. Um, like on that play with Hopkins when he's running across the field. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins of all people, you're gonna let him run wide open across the field. Well, I don't. You're in zone. Are you gonna pass him? And and I just thought the strategy on DeAndre Hopkins was not good. And obviously, the yardage and the production that he produced proved that it wasn't good. But it is what it is. Say la vie. We we live to fight another day. Let's just hope that they don't get exposed by the Jets this week. Because if they do, then you know it's gonna be all out. Panic in Dolphins land. Uh, yeah, and and the Jets have become a lot more concerning to me than they were before last Sunday because Zach Wilson again apparently figured out how to play quarterback, and oh. supposedly supposedly the whole approach was F it and yep saw something I don't I don't know if it was like a report or a suggestion or a funny line that Aaron Rodgers went to the coaches at halftime and told them like you just let the kid throw the ball already. And then apparently started winging it and slinging it and wound up over 300 yards. Mm -hmm. um, we will be breaking down the Jets with Antoine Staley tomorrow on Behind Enemy Lines, which is pushed to Wednesday. Also, we will be doing episode 160 tonight on the All Dolphins podcast, breaking down or recapping the live episode of Hard Knocks, um, episode number four, um, which gives us our first bit of adversity from a from a team standpoint, not an individual. Jalen Phillips was an individual from a team standpoint, considering they're coming off that loss. We will see you. Do we put it at a time or like 1050? Yeah. I mean 950 or let's right make, after let's make it 10 p.m. just to be that's what that's when it, it ends at like 958. No, yeah, it ends at like no 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 no. It's got like <laughs> commercials at the end. It's like a 44 minute episode, and then they they throw in 15 minutes of commercials and and advertisements. So, um, but yeah, let's let's say ballpark. We'll be here at 10 o'clock, but just log in when the show's over. Okay, there you go. That's fair. Poop poop might need a potty break, but you know I'll be good to go. My bladder will be clear. I'm good. Not prostate, really, but prostate baby. Just, yeah, no. oh, just, you'll 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 get there one day. You'll, oh, you'll, oh, I'm there. I'm just waiting for my health insurance to kick in. Uh, it's, um, so we will be back later tonight to wrap this up. Um, obviously, Dolphins licking their wounds coming off that tough loss to the Tennessee Titans. Short week against the New York Jets. You cannot wallow in your misery. You got to move on and turn the page. And we will see if this. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, we cannot let you leave without. Pointing out, in the meantime, go to alldolphins.com oh, where yeah. you will find about nine or ten stories recapping the game, closing the book on the game, looking ahead. Omar has a column coming up. So right there, alldolphins.com, everything for free. For free. No subscriptions. All right, folks. We'll see you later tonight.